Well, good morning, Sun Valley Church. Welcome back to the Voice of the Valley. I'm Jeremy Pinch, and I have Pastor Rick Whitmer across the table. Rick, as always, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you too. And it's a new week. It is a new week. What's what's new with your new week? Um, really, when you think about it, not much. Not much is new. Not much. Is not new. much is new. Yeah. Played a little catch with Lincoln yesterday, down to Cabela's, um, and 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 that is it. That's so. it. Nice. <laughs> there comes a point at which too much new stuff is too much new stuff. Yeah. And not not new stuff can be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Life can be pretty full. It can. God be. is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty well. I think it went pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Good, man. What do you normally do on your day off? Um, well, yesterday we didn't do much. Um, but days off are usually doing stuff around the house. Yep. Um, with my kids, it's mainly picking up the house about like four times a day. At an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, you have a staircase right in front of your front door. Uh-huh. So like I can see Charlie opening that thing and doing a Kevin McAllister on oh. a sled right down the door. Yeah. <laughs> right down the door, yeah. right down the stairs and right off the door. And yeah, it would probably be Millie that it, would do that. It, yeah. He's well, she'd be the one who who's running through the, the now open front door into her newfound freedom. Yeah. Um, back toward. I mean, she's done 16th. it. Sixteenth. Bef- she's done it before, so it's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna make the street this time. I'm gonna do it. Oh man, those were difficult days. She is so funny. She is. On a I saw level. her a few weeks ago, and she was. She had some. She had a fairy, of some kind or other. Yeah. Like a little fairy, yeah. and she was telling me all about it, uh-huh. and I caught a few words. But the gist of it was, this is pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. You yeah. can't understand 90% of what she says, but she's so convinced with what she says. But you really says. enjoy how she does it. Yeah. 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 She's so convinced with what she says that it's like, you can't not not be excited for her. So it's been a while since we mentioned Millie on the podcast. I've so. only got good things to say. <laughs> Yeah. She's growing in grace. She is growing in something. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's great. Well, Rick, you you had the opportunity to preach this Sunday on the holiness of God. That's always a fun subject, huh? Yeah. (laughs) First petition of the Lord's Prayer. We're in it now. We're in it now. Yeah. We're going for it. I'm excited about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot of gold there. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so uh, uh, before we jump into these questions, I was, um, you know, as you mentioned that, you mentioned something on Sunday uh, where where we can take the Lord's Prayer and we can make it just a repetitious, you Mm -hmm. know, we read through it and, you know, that's, Jesus said this is how you pray and then you pray it and then you're good. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate the depth that you're you're going into with this sermon and in, in, in showing that it's it's much more than just a repetitious saying of the words. Um, 
we're getting at at the heart of who God is. Yes. Uh, what he what he's you know, what we're we're to be asking for. So I thought that was really good. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That was I was awake for that that section in the sermon. The rest I was Yeah. Clocked out. You you have long days on Sundays. So <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm I'm grateful you got that much. <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, Rick, um, regarding the holiness of God, I, I was thinking about, um, the year ahead, um, and our desire for the people of Sun Valley. And I think our desire is always that they would grow deeper in their relationship with Christ. Um, and that they would they would find ways to make that possible. And so often, a lot of the times, we can say that we we desire a deeper relationship with Christ without pursuing the avenues that are given to us to pursue Christ. Yeah. And then we're always defeated when when we're not growing in that deeper knowledge or relationship with Christ. After we've ignored yeah. a lot of the ways that He gives us to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it's every time, every time it's a mystery. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know how this happened. Yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, starting with the new year, we, we make these new resolutions. And, you know, if we're serious about these resolutions, we'll make plans to execute those resolutions, right? Like, well, you know, if we if we um, want to eat healthier, we'll we'll figure out ways in which we'll make that possible. Getting a plan, Sure. Um, getting rid of the sugar, getting rid of whatever is hindering me from losing weight. Nobody gets that far. Yeah, nobody ever Last gets year that I far. made the resolution not to make resolutions this year, and I didn't. <laughs> and I've kept my resolutions last year. Where'd it go, man? I'm just kidding. I didn't actually. I actually didn't even think about it this year, which is, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Maybe I've just given up. Yeah. That's just, we've gotten what to that What does it say? I don't know. Point. Yeah. We've gotten to that point. Anyways, lower the yeah. <laughs> so thinking about your sermon on Sunday and the holiness of God, and, and thinking about you know resolutions and looking to the year ahead, um, I, I, I'm thinking of First Timothy four. Paul tells Timothy to train yourselves or train yourself to be godly. He says that in the ESV. In the KJV, it says mm. to exercise thyself, thyself. Do it, which is singular. Because it if it's plural, it would be yourself. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about the King James, but you actually get more insight into the Greek um, grammar than you do with any other translation. Really? The these and the thous always indicate a singular person. Okay. The yous and the yours and yourselves the is, plural. is plural. Interesting. And so you can actually see that distinction there in the King James. Well, maybe we should have a whole sermon, or not a sermon, a podcast on, you know, the KJV and... We could. We could. I know that you would you would thoroughly enjoy that. And so exercise thyself, <laughs> meaning you personally. Yes. Exercise, be exercised unto godliness. Unto godliness. And then in the NASB, Ooh. it says that we are to discipline, or Paul says to Timothy, discipline yourself, singular, because we're not in the KJV anymore. No. Discipline yourself <laughs> for the purpose of godliness what's it say in the lsb i didn't even get that far. the legacy standard bible it, which is out it's apparently it's out now i didn't get that far 
I didn't probably says the same thing as the NASB. Probably because it's a updated oh, yeah, version. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Wake up. <laughs> so train yourself to be godly or discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Okay, so given given this sermon and in dealing with the holiness of God, what does it look like for us to discipline ourselves towards godliness or towards holiness? What what does that what does that look like? I think the key is in the word train. Um in the you know the ESV is that that idea of training or disciplining is mm. it's number one it communicates intention right um, so you you're not going to accidentally train yourself for anything training requires attention yeah. it requires intention and so number one it's first it's aiming at godliness unless we aim at it we're not going to arrive at it mm. okay. Um, Second, it communicates uh, determination. So training, the thing that sets apart people who succeed in a sport um, or any good endeavor really from those who who just hope to get somewhere great and but aren't willing to make sacrifices, it's it's the it's the sacrifices and and the sweat, the energy, the diligence of the person who's trained, um, who is determined. No matter what happens, I'm going to excel at this. Yeah. They won't let go. Yeah, they won't let go. Yeah. In a sense, it's like Jacob wrestling with Christ, um, and 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 Jesus says, um, you know, Jesus has is, has won, and Jacob says, "I'm not letting you go until you bless me." Yeah, right. That's the deter- that's the attitude we should have toward being like Jesus. Mm. It's like I'm not going to let go here until I'm like Christ. Mm. And that's that is, I think, what is at the heart of it. Because there's two. I was thinking about a, a what they call a Y diagram in biblical counseling, um, and it's really sanctification in a in a picture. Mm. Um, at the root, you have the heart, right? Out of the heart flow the springs of life. Mm. This is the principle of of how does human behavior work? Mm. Well, it starts in the heart. The thoughts and the intentions of the heart, um, and then it and then it comes out of there in our actions and bears fruit, for good or for evil. Now there's the easy way, which is to simply do what feels good at the moment, and that in that way starts off easy, but it, it ends up hard. In in Proverbs thirteen fifteen says that the way of the transgressor is hard, right? So if we just do what feels good in the moment, most of the time it's going to be the wrong thing, and it's going to be easy initially, but then it's going to be hard because the way of the transgressor is hard. But 1 Timothy 4, train yourself for godliness. If we are going to realize that the the life of Christ in us is a life of self-denial, we're going to say no to the passions of sin and yes to Christ, which is more difficult initially, but it gets easier because it bears it bears the good fruit and yeah. the joy and the satisfaction of living with Christ and the blessings that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are some practical ways in which which we do that? That's because I think that's the natural like how do we do sure. that? Sure. Um you've got your Bible open. I do. Yeah. 
And that's one of the ways. Yeah. And that's an important one. Yeah. And it's so it's so basic that a lot of times it gets ignored. But um, I think that diligence in opening the Word and praying, um, and not just to get, you know, just to quote, get it done, but to actually intend to meet with God mm. daily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's at the heart of growing and, you know, being trained for godliness. Mm-hmm. That's the renewal of the mind daily that Paul talks about in Romans yeah. 12. And that only happens through our communion with the Lord yeah. in his word and in prayer. And the reason that's a training issue is because the natural thing to do is to keep the book closed, keep our mouth closed toward God, and just go and fill our time with whatever leisure things, you know, please the flesh. Mm-hmm. Things which aren't bad necessarily, mm-hmm. and yet become they so quickly become idols mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we when we put them above um, above Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh... Thinking about thinking about, you know, wanting to lose weight, you know, we'll we'll go to great lengths to do that. Um, we'll we'll go to the gym. We'll spend hours in the gym. We'll we'll work hard to make sure that that actually takes place. Um, and the results are, you you lose weight. You're in better shape. You're you are healthy. Um, you know that that's that's the reward to the work that you put towards it. Yeah. And then there's also the schemes of like, um, you know, if you if you put this waistband around your stomach, you'll just magically lose weight around your stomach, and and that's just which which band is that? I don't know, but I've seen things like that oh. where where you put this band on, and it's supposedly you're supposed to lose weight if you don't, and you don't do anything. Um, rubber baby Bobby bunk Bobby, Bobby <laughs> exactly that's what it is <laughs> but I, I think I think we we view the Christian life in that way a lot of times is I want a quick fix to my spiritual issues yes so I'll put my baby band bump thing around my stomach spiritually speaking spiritually speaking and I'm supposed to just all of a sudden shoot up into the spiritual giant where that's that's why conference mentality that kind of high, yeah. like you go to a conference, you get pumped up, you're with 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people mm-hmm. who are all of them, you know, getting caught up in the moment and on, you know, have zeal for the Lord for a week. Yeah. And then it gets hard and they go, something's wrong. Yeah. And the answer is, yeah, there's something wrong. Um, it's called the flesh. Right. Right. Except... You can't ride. You can't ride a conference into sanctification. Yeah, a conference can be super helpful, and some conferences are a lot more helpful than others. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into naming which conferences aren't as helpful. But you know, the 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 reality is, um, the normal Christian life doesn't a lot. Of, most of the time, doesn't have the fervor of excitement to it. Mm. It has the beauty of faithfulness, mm-hmm. the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. the 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 very mundane reality of taking care of your kids and catechizing and serving your wife and, you know, shoveling your neighbor's driveway or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Those, those aren't the things that excite us. They're not novel. Right. right. 
but we like novelty. Yeah. And so the only thing I know of that will sustain that type of a thing is the same thing, which is the greatest aim of missions. The only thing that will sustain someone in the self-sacrifice of missions is fresh and constant return to the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And so that's that's our goal, right? That's the aim, is is the glory of Christ. Yeah, that's the petition, isn't it? And that's why we discipline Follow ourselves. In, Father yeah. in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. At the top of that Y diagram I was telling you about is this... Um, kind of pithy saying uh, there's only two options on the shelf pleasing God or pleasing self mm-hmm. and it's not saying that in order to please God you have to be unhappy right. it's talking about you know what does myself naturally gravitate toward apart from Christ yeah. that's the self that we have to put to death yeah. and that is put to death with Christ on the cross right Paul I've been crucified with Christ yeah. that's the I he is talking about yeah yeah yeah, and so when we when we get that vision of who God is, we're actually being filled like ourselves. Ourselves are actually being filled with the best thing that can actually fill us, right? Because we right. we go off to these things that we try to you know fill our our joy or our time or whatever. Um, but when we take the focus off ourselves and put it on Christ, we're actually filling up our own desires. Um, and, and, and the Lord blesses that, obviously, you know, that's, oh, yeah. and, and that's Piper's whole, you know, God's most glorified when we're most satisfied in him. Yeah. You know? Well, think about like, okay, back to your Bible that's open in front of you. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy reading it? Yeah. Do you love it? Not all the time, <laughs> but yes. But no, I mean, but you, you actually with integrity can say, yeah, I love the word it's sweet to me i'm excited to open it now was it always that way in your christian life no no how did it get that way uh training that's it you trained yourself to enjoy it and and it's not as it's not like a pavlov's dogs type of thing where you rung the the bible bell enough and now you salivate right right, when you hear it it's is that your heart has changed yeah and it changed because of you disciplined yourself mm. by reading it, by studying it more. And all of a sudden, one day it started to yield its treasures, mm. which it were always there, mm-hmm. but you weren't trained to see them. Mm-hmm. And now you see things in your Bible reading that you never saw before, mm-hmm. but you have learned to see. Mm-hmm. And it entices you more. And that's the idea of taste and see that the Lord is good. In order to see that he is good, you actually have to, to do the tasting. Hmm. And that's and that means making a decision to do something that doesn't come naturally yeah. to us as fallen people, but by the grace of God, um, we actually can do, yeah. because He's chosen us in Christ to be blameless. Right. Ephesians one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, Rick, in the next verse in First Timothy four, so verse verse eight, First Timothy four eight says. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So what does training do for our lives presently? 
I, and we've kind of touched on it, but what does it do for us presently and what does it do for our lives to come? For the present life, generally speaking, it extends it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about the behind-the-scenes sovereignty of God. You can't add a single hour to your life yeah. perspective. I'm talking about the Proverbs principle mm-hmm. of righteousness yields blessing in the sense that when you order your life according to um, the way that God's designed the world to work, when you are, dis- you know, when you're not a glutton, you end up having t- typically less um, heart disease. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> when when you are when you are choosing to exercise, when all of the seasonal depression in you would like you to stay on the couch and watch the next episode of Seinfeld or whatever, right. um, you have more endorphins being released into your system. You're you have more health. You have more energy. And that's just, I'm using a couple bodily examples. Sure. Um, when sure. you are faithful to your wife um, and you say no to the temptress who comes along, um, people who are faithful to their spouses tend to not be passing on sexually transmitted infections, which can lead to death. Yeah. Or, you know, so, I mean, there are just so many ways in which we see, I mean, think about this one. The promise that Paul holds out for children as he's going back to the law. Yeah. And he's talking to Christian children in the church. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment that what? Has a promise. That it may go well with you. And that you will live long Long. in the land. (laughs) Yes. That wasn't just a spiritual promise that had an actual, right. I mean, they would live long in the land. Because when, you're, when your parents tell you things, um, such as, you know, don't smoke and chew or goes with girls that do, you know, or whatever, they, right. used, to, they used to say that, um, whoever they are. They. The they, the, the plural King Jamesers used to say that. You selves, you selves. <laughs> then um, there's certain brands of trouble that you don't get into. Right. That can do a lot of harm. Right. So there's, you know, that's just, I'm spitballing on some temporal stuff here. Sure. But those are the principles we see. Sure. And, but godliness has value not only for the present life. I mean, it's obvious the way that exercise and physical discipline has benefit for the present life. Um, but the life to come, one day when Christ has gathered... Um, people before him at the judgment. There will be many who profess to know him who are cast out of the kingdom mm-hmm. to their shock. But it really shouldn't have been a shock to them because Jesus has told them all along, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And what he says to them is, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. I never knew you. Because to know God means that you cannot give yourself over to lawlessness. The Apostle John tells us sin is lawlessness, Mm -hmm. which is to say that Jesus will have a number of people who profess to know him, who never trained themselves for godliness, Mm -hmm. who lived lives of sin with unrepentance, which is the lawlessness that Mm -hmm. Jesus is talking about. And he'll say, out. (laughs) So I would say that's... What more do you need in order to understand the eternal value of training yourself for godliness, which is to simply say, 
grow in Christ-likeness. Right. Right. That's the normal Christian life. Right. Yeah. And we have ample opportunities to do so. Yes. You know, I just, I was just flipping through a couple pages of, um, Donald Whitney's spiritual disciplines book. Oh yeah. And he was, he was telling a story of when he went to Africa, um, they visited this village and they visited this church that, that, you know, sin was, was pretty rampant in this church. Well, they didn't have a copy of the scriptures and the pastor that preached only had 12 sermons and that was based off of you know only <laughs> yes, knowledge right. that he he had of the scriptures from the past um but but where where the bible is taken in and faithfulness to christ is taken in purity usually takes place right yeah um and because there was no scripture and because nobody was taking in god's word purity was not there and sin was running rampant um and so his his point was, you know, friends, we we have how many how many copies of scriptures do we have in our homes, and we don't even open them. I mean, you you quoted just three in order to set up the the, the First Timothy four seven question, yeah. right? Three three different translations, three yeah. good translations. Right. We we have riches, right? Yeah, and 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 how how much of it goes wasted? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we know something of what it is to have so much we don't realize how much we have. Right. Right. Um, in the West, yeah. um, we're realizing we're starting to see what it's like to have a little less. <laughs> I can't find water at Costco. Sure. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. I yeah. get that. No. Um, <laughs> but the reality is, um, Peter calls it the pure milk of the word for a reason. Mm. Yeah. The pure milk of the word. I mean, think of all, the, there are more benefits than we know to a mother's milk, to a baby. Yeah. And if we are God's children and his His word is pure milk, it's conferring so many benefits on us. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to actually take it in. Yeah. And not just, rem, you know, uh, what do they, like a robot, but we have to take it in with the intention of submitting to it. Right. Well, that this comes back to your sermon on Sunday was if if we want to exalt God, if we want to make His name holy. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't increase the holiness right, of God's right. name, but you can increase how it's manifest. Right, right. We the way we do that is we believe the gospel mm-hmm. and we obey Him. Yes. And you had a few other ones that were in there, but obeying his the kingdom gospel, comes. His kingdom comes. Yeah. And, and you we esteem o- Him. Right. And the way we do that is we have to know who he is. Mm-hmm. And the way we understand that is through the word. I yeah. mean, this is, this is, that was John's whole point in Psalm 119. Right. <laughs> right, know? right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So Rick, when we're, when we're defeated by sin, um, it's easy for us to throw our hands up and just say, you know, that's it. This is, I, I've done it again. I've messed up again, and, yeah. and so this is, I'm, I just give up. Uh, how does being disciplined now help us in those moments when we do mess up, when we do sin? So, um, Avonlea, so my kids play piano. I played piano as a kid, my kids play piano now, and um, they're, qu- they're quickly going to surpass me. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, there are a number of ways in which they surpass me, especially Avonlea and McKinley surpass me even now, because I didn't discipline myself in certain ways that my teacher wanted me to mm. as a kid. I went my own way with it, which ended up God God used it to so that I can do things on the piano in the setting, you know, improv based off chords and corporate worship that, that sure. I love. And that's where I, I feel most at home. Sure. But there are things I wish I could do. My kids are going to be able to do no problem because yeah. they're disciplining themselves to it. Yeah. But what I've noticed is, so McKinley, it comes naturally to her. She didn't really have to try that hard to do really great things. Avonlea has to try hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not because she's less um, less than McKinley. It's just in her whatever makeup that God gave her in in his providence, um, it doesn't come as naturally to her. Mm. But she is excelling, and she is a beautiful pianist mm. because of discipline. Mm-hmm. And only because uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't let up on her when she started and realized after about two days that I'm not doing this anymore. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, homeschool lesson of the day. No kidding. Why Why do you think it's not? You know what? What? If I stopped doing something the moment it didn't take, yeah. then no. Then I would never do anything, yeah. right? Um, there are a number of things that I've done over the years, just learning to do a project around the house or something, that because I've only done it once and it was years ago, I don't remember how to do it. Sure. The skill takes practice. Sure. Skill takes practice. And so what I yesterday I was listening and Avonlea was playing piano upstairs and it was just coming down um, the stairs and it was just it was beautiful. And I'm so grateful that she learned that it takes a lot of failure yeah. to master something. Yeah. Why would we think it's any different in the Christian life? Yeah. 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 You're going to sin tomorrow. I mean, just newsflash. You're going to sin tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to screw it up. And if you, if you despair at that point, it's because you've forgotten the gospel that made it so that that sinning is less than the sinning that you were doing yesterday. Sure. Like the, the gospel is so at work. It's, it is taking root and hold, not just in our hearts, but in the world the kingdom is growing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a seed, Jesus said, that's a mustard seed that's planted in the ground. And it's the smallest of all the seeds. But over time, it grows to become the biggest plant. And birds um, take, you know, shelter. And that happens by degrees. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen all at once. Mm-hmm. And so take heart. Mm-hmm. Remember the gospel, um, which we say often for good reason. Because when we fail, the thing we're most tempted to do is tuck tail in despair. Right. But when we despair, we can be sure that whatever else has happened, we've put our eyes upon ourselves instead of on our Savior. Yeah. So, um, remember that it wasn't your successes that ever got you in the kingdom in the first place. Repent, ask for grace, take heart, and dive in. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about the holiness of God as you were as you were diving into on Sunday, uh, 
if, if, if we think long and hard about, about that, it can be a disturbing reality Yeah, uh, and it can bring a lot of terror and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how does believing the gospel, which was one of your points, how does believing gospel lead us to a comforting and exalting fear of God? If that makes sense. Yeah. It's because perfect love in this, this is from first John four, perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has to do with judgment. The judgment we have was completely answered at the cross. God's holiness is the same. We still struggle with sin. And apart from Jesus as our mediator, we would have abject terror. Mm. Well, nothing's changed about God. And so the author of Hebrews says, you, you know, Worship him in reverence and and awe, because our God is a consuming fire. And he's talking about judgment there. It means remember who he is and don't demean him mm-hmm. on, in your familiarity. Mm-hmm. But at, by the same token, by all means, come to him as father, mm-hmm. as on intimate terms. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you see this in your kids, right? Um if you've if you've been diligent to discipline them um, when they are really young, they learn one main lesson. Hopefully, Jesus is Lord, and Dad and Mom are His representatives. Mm-hmm. And so, I can't just treat them however I want because it doesn't really go well for me when I do that. So they learn that fear, right? The fear of punishment, the fear of sure. what mom and dad could do. Sure. But if you've also loved them as you should, they also know that they can crawl right up on your lap and snuggle. Yeah. Same person, right? It's the same person who can deal out um, very uncomfortable discipline. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes they forget exactly who you are, and so they, they start to argue back, or you say, hey, come here, and they're like, yeah, let me just finish this. You're like, Remember who I am. Mm-hmm. Remember what happens when you disregard my authority. And they go, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And they put the thing down. They come over they give you a hug. You know, it's just like it's those are the, the concrete pictures that God has, you know, placed in this world. Sure. We are to show his fatherhood in the way we parent, sure. um, his goodness, his tenderness, his holiness, mm-hmm. you know. So... This gets back to that thing we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about compartmentalizing. Like, we're really good at that. and But we can't do that with God. We have to hold both of these things. They're not even intention. We have to hold them in tandem. Yeah. yeah. That God is holy, so we revere him. He is merciful, so we draw near to him. Yeah. And that song, I don't know. Did, have we sung that song before, Why This Fear and Unbelief? Why This Fear and Unbelief? Has not the father put to grief yeah. his spotless son for us? Yeah. Yeah. That's answering our fears when we when we yeah. go in an ungospel way with his holiness, and then we fear. Right. We need to return to the gospel and remember fear casts out judgment. When we go the other way, we need an Isaiah or uh, you know some kind of a we need a John the Baptist to come and slap us upside the head with the Bible and go what what you what are you doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the holy one. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, that's good. Well, church, we we hope that this podcast is is has been helpful for you. 
that you would set yourself to training uh, your your body and soul um, towards our good and gracious Savior, that you would put your hope and focus on him uh, throughout this next year and for the rest of your lives. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good podcast. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, thanks for, for the subject. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good. Well, church, we love you. We look forward to being with you on Sunday and next week on The Voice of the Valley. Have a great day.